0: Storehouse Dallas. So, um, for guys that don't know, I'm like she said, I'm Dr. David Herb. So, um, I love talking about two things: Jesus and health. And heaven help you if you ever get on a plane next to me or even an elevator three floors together, because we're going to talk, and you're going to get Jesus and you get health. Um, it's interesting. Over this last 22 years of practice, um, I have come to really enjoy being like a ninja for Jesus. Uh, you know, Islamic and Hindu and atheists and agnostic people don't generally show up here uh, generally, and uh, it's funny when you become a place where uh, for instance, last week, we had a uh, Islamic family, dad can 't hardly walk with back pain and a son full of just eczema everywhere, and he knows people who come to the office who their kids their eczema completely goes away, and they're all the rest all of a sudden he finds himself in the office. Watching the videos uh, and listening to a guy who loves Jesus, and he's like, um, you know, this this Jesus thing, you're like, you're like a squirrel on caffeine. Fun with Jesus, like, right? Like, and uh, like, there's a different type of of um, ministries. Everybody get that? So there's a different type of ministry. So let me just kind of start back from the other. I I just want to warn everybody today. Um, I uh, I love being in a position where I can inspire and lead. I, I talk, I've talked um, six days in a row, a couple days, twice, uh, to corporate America. When I go in there, I'm just who I am. You get Jesus no matter what. But I get into an environment, I have to go and be somewhat where people are. I don't run in there and go, Holy Spirit, come right now. Bam! Like when people are just kind of in a different place. But you give me an opportunity where I can talk fully and openly, I expect some amens. Can I get an amen? Yeah. All right, so let me just start back from the floor. I just want to warn you, though, I'm going to rub some of you guys the wrong way. And just so we're clear, I'm not going to change my message, because if I did, we'd both be wrong. So what I am going to do is I'm going to give it to you in the truth, and if I'm rubbing you the wrong way, just, just turn around. Got it? Makes sense? So that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to I'm really challenge some of the beliefs that you have, uh, some of the things that you know, and I love what she was singing about. She was saying, making all things new. You know, making all things new, making all things new. I had a coach one time that said you, you can't uh, receive in a cup that you have that's already full. You can't receive it. Here's the other thing. If you pour the, the current stuff out of your cup and you pour the new stuff in, if you didn't clean the cup thoroughly, guess what? It's going to be tainted with the old. In fact, actually what you should do is take your cup, clean it, then throw it down, crunch it, step on it, go get a new cup, and then fill it up with the new. So it's not tainted with the old. So I am... Praying right now in the name of Jesus, there is a renewing of your minds this morning. Because I came not because I wanted to spend time or speak to the church. I came so some of you guys could get free today, free. And he did, and Jesus said he didn't set you free so you could be bound in something else. He set you free so you could have freedom. Can I get an amen there? Yes. So let me just start back all the way back. So here I go. I'm um, just a happy-go-lucky kid. I'm into athletes or uh, in sports. I'm an athlete in sports. I get to um, all the way to 23 years old in my life. I've done a lot of cool stuff. I was um, uh, all district in every sport I played. I broke the set record on the swim team. It's my claim to fame right there, Oklahoma. Your wife, and I, or your wife and my wife have something in common. You both married men from Oklahoma, although at one point in time my wife said that I was the only thing good coming out of Oklahoma. Uh, but she, she's remitted. She's remitted. But so at 23, I am working out and my heart rate goes to 240 beats a minute. I've been healthy. Nothing's wrong, and all of a sudden, if, in fact, if your heart hasn't gone to 240 beats a minute, it's not really a beat, it's more of a vibration. So what do you do? What would you do? Come on, this is where we, this is, so go to the doctor. What kind of doctor? Go to cardiologist. Go to the cardiologist, and uh, anybody done the stress test when you're on the treadmill and they got you all hooked up and everything, and the EKG and the Doppler? Anyway, did all the tests, like $10,000 worth of tests, and I go back into this room, and I sit down. Anybody had the long wait in the room with the crinkly paper and the clock going click, 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 click? Did that forty-five minutes, and I and listen, nothing has ever been wrong with me, ever. I mean, I am like Teflon; nothing sticks to me. The guy walks in and does one of these numbers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That's not good, right there. And I'm thinking the whole time, well, what? What's not good? And it was literally one of the worst days of my whole life. He said that I had an irreversible cardiac situation or condition. Where my heart was dying in my chest. And I needed it was one of the worst situations he'd seen. And I needed surgery that day. Because if my heart did it again, it would probably just stop. And I could die literally in his office right now, or I could die on the way home, or I could die at home that day. And so guess when he wanted to do surgery on my heart? Right there and then. And then put me on drugs how long? Rest of my life. Now I worked at the busiest emergency room in the United States for years and years. If you're a medical doctor and you told me to do something, I'm generally gonna do it. I had a lot of belief in that system. But do you ever have a situation, whether it's a health condition or otherwise, that something just didn't sit straight with you? You're like, oh, no, 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 something that, I don't feel peace about that. And the the Bible says, let the peace of God rule in your heart. It's almost like a baseball term, like like calling the, it's out or it's in or it's a strike or it's not. Let the peace of God, and I didn't have peace about it, so I walked out. So I'm literally walking out of an office like this, hope I don't die on the way to the car, (laughs) hope I don't die on the way home, hope I don't die getting out of the car, going into the house. Like, imagine living like that. And I had a friend of mine insist that I go see a chiropractor which at the time I'm doing what I don't have a I don't have a problem with my back I don't know why I should go see a chiropractor but I go to see a chiropractor and by the way what I'd heard about chiropractors at the emergency room crazy quacks not real doctors could hurt you so I go in there like the Heisman like this (laughs) and in the first five minutes of being there the guy wants to take x-rays of my spine which I'm thinking what dude I can bench press you and the assistant I don't need an x-ray I don't have a problem with my back So I I just, I said, okay, I'm going to do what he said. I was going to do this. I came in here. So I got the x-ray and the guy literally takes a look at my x-ray. And then within five minutes of looking at it, he takes a look at my neck and upper back. And in a car accident about half a decade before, I was looking in the rearview mirror, watching a 1972 four door pickup truck, full size go bam and slam into the back of my little tiny geo spectrum. uh, And it broke the seat, put me in the back. But I was this big football player, and nothing really hurt longer than about two days, so I thought I was fine. But this injury put an angle in my neck, and it lost my curve, but I had full range of motion. I had no neck pain. So I thought I was what? I thought I was fine. The guy looked at my x-rays and goes, there it is. I thought, yeah, you're not even a real doctor. <laughs> like, I just, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I was thinking that, because I just left the real doctor. But he just, he looked at it and he goes, there it is. He goes, if I just cut the nerve to your heart, what happens to it? It just stops. He, and that's not a belief system. And honestly, no, no offense to my younger ones, but when I was 23, what do you think I thought I knew? Yeah, everything. So I, I'm, I'm looking at him. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at the x-ray. And, the, and he goes, listen, he says, if I just put a little bit of pressure on the nerve to your heart, now how's it die? Slowly, he said, but you won't know it until there's enough uh, expression of dysfunction long enough that you actually express a symptom. And I was like, okay, well, that makes sense. But I'm kind of a black and white guy. I have a photographic memory. I love studies and stats and data and all that stuff. I'm like, okay, I love your charisma. I love your passion. But? And so he started showing me like Nobel Prize after Nobel Prize after Nobel Prize, all from medical doctors. I was like, okay, good. So I said, okay, this makes sense to me. And I prayed about it. And boom, we we took off. The guy corrected my spine in an irreversible heart condition, completely reversed. I've never had the surgery, never take the drugs. And Jesus, who's the author of all healing, guess what he did? He healed me. And what that did was it shot me all the way through chiropractic school. And then here's the problem. You know what the problem is? The devil really doesn't want a convert. And the reason he doesn't want a convert is because a person who's saved from something, right? Here's the thing: if I'm in the wilderness of Africa and I, um, you know, have a good time and I'm whatever I see nature, I'm like, man, God is awesome. This is great. This is amazing. And I come to Jesus. That's, a, that's an experience. But also, if I'm in the wilderness of Africa and I'm walking along and there's a lion and I'm like, oh, my Lord, Jesus, 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 and he shows up and he stops the lion, I'm probably going to tell more people about Jesus than the first guy. Anybody with me? So where the devil went wrong is he actually let that whole situation go down because he underestimated what God was going to do in my life. So he put me through chiropractic school. And since then, I have literally told as many people my story as I possibly can. The Bible also says that we overcome him, that's the devil, by the blood of the lamb and the word of our what? Testimony. And I had the test, and now I have the testimony. Listen, I don't need a double-blind study. I don't need to see some kind of scientific results. If I see someone with a heart condition like I have, all I need is one thing, to remember what? my testimony. And now, listen, there's thousands of people. So, in the last 22 years, God has done some amazing things. And I'm going to tell you some things, and I don't say any of this thing out of pride or to, to, to puff me up or what we did. God has done it all. But I want you to listen to this because I want you to have a new revelation on who you are, whose you are, and the amazement of the vehicle that your spirit lives in on the journey that God has you in. Does that make sense? So, 22 years later, we've seen 30, almost 32,000 patients now uh, just in one clinic, uh, and uh, we see 200 people a day sometimes through the one clinic we have. We just opened our second clinic. We've helped open 402 clinics through our network. We see 650,000 people per week. Imagine that right now, which sounds great, right? 650,000 people a week. Oh, that's awesome. No, that's not anything yet because it takes a tenth of the population to change the 90% in what they do. And so 65 or 650,000 needs to be 34 million. Otherwise, we're not going to change how people uh, take prescriptions. We're not going to the, change the uh, vaccine programs. We're not going to change any of those things. Everybody with me, right? So sounds great. So what else happened? Well, God sent me to the Olympics. I've been part of four U.S. Olympic teams. Uh, I went to Zimbabwe, Africa. Uh, I was in, in the office one day, I'm adjusting, and we've just seen some crazy stuff. Blind eyes open, deaf ears open. In the last year, we've had four people completely deaf get their hearing back. I remember one day I was there, I adjusted a lady. I call her to check on her way home, and she starts screaming on the phone. I'm like, "Oh my God, she's hurt." She's screaming. I don't. I mean, you just don't get hurt in my office. I'm like, "Why is she screaming?" And then she's actually screaming because she was blind. And she actually is seeing white lines come into the car on the way home. And she goes, I can see signs and I can see uh, light headlights of cars. And I can she goes, this is amazing. This is amazing. And I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. It's really amazing. I'm, I'm excited. She is like, so this stuff is happening and I'm, I'm adjusting in rooms and uh, we see a lot of people. And so there's lots of people coming in and I'm, I'm there one day and a, and a family walks in and I see this lady sitting like this, by the way, you remind me of her a little bit. So she's standing like this, watching all this go on. And literally, she walks down right to me in front of everybody, stops the whole thing. And she goes, so you're going to Zimbabwe, Africa. I'm like, I don't even know how to spell Zimbabwe, Africa. And literally, one thing after another, so I ended up in Zimbabwe, Africa. It was funny, too, because my wife goes, we're not going to Zimbabwe, Africa. And then, you know how God does something, and he's like, yes, you are literally 180'd my wife on me. And I was like, wow, that has to be God because you cannot 180 my wife. <laughs> so we went to Zimbabwe and here I am preaching and teaching to 3000 people in the largest church in Zimbabwe. And then I'm sitting down with the ministers of health for the entire nation, the assistants to the president, uh, the head of all programs for health and whatever, whatever, uh, and the the United Nations head of the five central countries of Africa. So that I've, my wife and I have been chosen to rebuild their healthcare system. So all of a sudden, I'm walking through hospitals. I don't have a master's degree in public health or epidemiology. But all of a sudden, God chose some little guy who didn't know what it was, health, and then is leading a nation into reforming their health. So we started a, a clinic there which was seeing 1,500 new patients per week. Uh, it's actually the largest natural healthcare clinic in the world at this point. Uh, and just a lot of crazy stuff has happened. And now... I am that crazy guy that you come see when nobody else can help, whether it's, you know, brain tumors or cancer or MS or the doctors don't know what it is. or They gave you a label, but it doesn't seem right. Or like the other day, I had somebody on 19 medications and it's just some crazy stuff. The problem with it is every single time that I walk into a room where nobody else can help or it's really, really bad, I always wish I would have gotten that person win. Way, 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 way earlier. I love it when God comes and has a miracle. I love seeing miracles. But you know what the greatest miracle, I think is? Not needing one. Can I get an amen from somebody on that? Now, let me tell you, there's a difference between a miracle and a healing. Everybody like that so that everybody, I don't know if you know the difference. But a miracle is I show up to church, I've got a tumor, and boom, the Holy Spirit takes that, and I'm done, and it's it's healed. That's a miracle, Got it? A healing, is something else. A healing basically uses the, the principles that God set up. For instance, if I take this book right now and drop it, what's the principle going to do? It's going to drop it. That's gravity. That's a principle. Your body, I'm going to teach you about how it works today so that you can live in the principles that God himself set up for your advantage, not your disadvantage, so that when you use that, you will have exactly what you're supposed to have, designed For health, you'll be healthy. Got it? Makes sense. But let me just start with this. You don't know this yet, but you are in a cage. Not some of you, not most of you, but all of you. In fact, the most effective cage is the one that you don't know you're in. I feel like that uh, whole Matrix movie. Every day I wake up, I'm like Morpheus all the time. I may be Neo, but I don't wanna get too crazy. (laughs) But I feel like I'm taking people out of the Matrix. So let me just back this up for just health so that you guys can kind of start to unveil your eyes, take the, the, the calluses off your eyes, and I want you to see the world as it actually is. Remember the whole cup? You want to just empty the cup and clean it out? No, no, no. we want to break the cup and get a new cup. I want to give you a new cup on how to prospect and how to look at the world as far as health. Are you guys ready? Some of you guys look tired, I may actually get up and have you run. So here we go. So back uh, about 100 years ago, uh, the Rockefellers actually paid for a report on health and healthcare, And so they, they supposedly did studies on medicine and homeopathy and chiropractic and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they actually paid for the report. And the report was supposed to do one thing. It was supposed to uh, solidify their investments in what they had invested as far as companies. And guess what companies they had investments in? pharmaceutical companies now listen this is where i'm going to sound like a tin hat conspiracy theorist but just bear with me just a little bit so they paid for this flexing report and basically what it said was everybody else but but a medical doctor was a quack right and uh wasn't real didn't work and actually there's one there's one article there's a letter to a leading medical doctor in the whole profession that says chiropractors are basing how the bodies work through anatomy removing the interference to how a body is healing And they are getting people well more than you could ever get people well with medicine and as a result their fortunes will be made and yours will be lost that was literally verbatim what the letter said and that's the antithesis of why this study was done into the study you start seeing every other profession started to be like a witch hunt in fact actually um, homeopathy was basically all and about destroyed so you almost don't even see homeopathy anymore but Chiropractic. What happened was they flourished so hard that literally it was just just run on the money. In fact, actually, what happened was uh, there was a flu outbreak of 1918 in throughout the whole world, and it killed um, somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 million people. It was the flu, and they always they, they try to sell the flu vaccine based on how bad this was. But it's interesting it, uh, when a person went to a medical doctor, they had about a one in five, depending on what state the the stats come from, but one in five, one in six chance of dying, right? But if you went to a a chiropractor, you had about a one in 500, one in 750 uh, chance of dying. In fact, it was still actually the people that left who were sent home to die because they couldn't do anything for them, actually left there and went where? So the chiropractors actually saw the worst of the worst and still had better. And actually, if it wasn't for the flu outbreak of 1918, actually chiropractic would have died. And so many people started going and leaving medicine by the droves that off they went. Now, what's happened is, in the 60s, they created a group of medical doctors throughout the uh, American Medical Association, and their one goal, this group, there's one goal, was to defame and get rid of the profession of chiropractic. Uh, and so it was in the 60s, and this is when they started using the word quack and cult, right? So... Uh, There was a lot of cults in the 60s and 70s that made the media. You guys remember that? With Kool-Aid and all the rest. We kind of joke about drinking the Kool-Aid. And no, there's not Kool-Aid in my office. There's videos, but they're not (laughs) Kool-Aid. So they started calling chiropractic a cult. And then as you went down the line, it got worse and worse until finally four chiropractors stood up in the late uh, 70s, early 80s, and they said, this is ridiculous. The, The whole thing about chiropractic adjustments causing stroke, that all came from manufactured uh, just they, they said you know what we have to get people where they're afraid to get adjusted. So let's just create a campaign where so people will think that chiropractic adjustments cause stroke. And so they've actually even since then put billboards on the side of buses, like in Chicago, still to this day. Uh, have you had a stroke caused by a chiropractor? Call this law firm. And it's all actually propagated by um, the AMA and then some funding groups that are with that because they want people to stay away from chiropractors by the droves. Uh, and the reason for that is if you stay away from chiropractors, then you won't be educated on how the body works and then be able to sit in the principles of the kingdom rather than the principles of the world. And by the way, just so I can just hit pause on that for a second, she sent me, Pastor Tracy sent me the um, was it episode three or the version three, whatever it was, of the um, principles of um, prosperity in the kingdom. By the way, if you haven't listened to that three times, you haven't got it yet. I mean, the first 10 minutes I listened to three times before I could go on for the first 10 minutes. There's principles in health, right, the the triune, in the body, and if you don't know that, you're becoming a consumer and a victim. And so I'm going to lay this thing out, but let me just keep going here. So uh, basically, those four chiropractors sued the AMA for defamation and slander, and it went all, it was so egregious and it was so evident that they actually went all the way to the United States Supreme Court. And the United States Supreme Court, as weird and crazy as it sounds, convicted the American Medical Association of not just willfully conspiring against the profession of chiropractic, but this is literally what the female judge said, keeping what could save the lives of millions of people from the American public. And you have never heard that. Do you know why? Because you're not supposed to hear it. Did you get that? Now... They actually asked the four chiropractors for what, you know, because they actually offered them, they actually offered them $40 million a piece if they would just let it go. And guess what the chiropractor said? You can keep your blood money, and we want a letter to every single medical doctor and every single chiropractor stating that you were guilty and that you absolutely willfully conspired against the American people to keep what was good and would save lives. And those letters still exist or in frames throughout the United States today. So now we get through that, and what happened was the next thing that happened, we thought that was a win, right? And I didn't know anything about chiropractic in the 80s. I was still a kid on a bike somewhere in Oklahoma. But somewhere about that time, because it was now recognized that chiropractors were the real deal, saving lives, and it wasn't just about back pain, neck pain, and headaches anymore— that people started going for health and getting off all their medications and all the rest. And so all of a sudden, we became real doctors. And what a real doctor gets is they get to be accepted into the insurance program. Now, listen, I have a lot of problems with medicine. I don't have problems with medical doctors or nurses. You guys save lives every day. I don't have problems with necessarily uh, people, but the system is set up to keep you pushed down. I do have problems with pharmaceutical companies because they are literally indoctrinating you into a system that doesn't work at all. However... Back up again. So, however, we got accepted into insurances, and as a result of being accepted into insurances, We started playing those insurance games. And an insurance company will pay a doctor, right, based on if they do the thing that the insurance company wants them to do. And they call it the Mercedes 80s. Literally, chiropractors talk about the Mercedes 80s, because you could bill stuff, almost anything, and chiropractors went from making a meager living to living living in the biggest houses in town with the most fancy cars. But all of a sudden, guess guess who actually got to pull the strings of what chiropractic was and where it went? whoever was putting the money out. So all of a sudden, chiropractic became not about removing interference to a God-given design. It became about what? Treating symptoms just like medicine, right? In fact, let me prove it to you. Go to your doctor with nothing wrong with you at all and no medical tests to show anything. Guess what they're going to do for you? Nothing. They're going to say, come and see me again when you have a problem. Got it? Or once a year, because that's when we bow our knee to that church, once a year. And so I'm stepping on toes already, I know. You're like, oh, here we go. I get a clap from my son. Yes. <laughs> and so, by the way, my son, when he was in first grade, he was not getting along with his teacher. And it, I mean, it got to the point where, like, my son is not a, uh, a problem child, but he, would not, he was just not okay in class. Uh, he wouldn't partake in stuff. And finally, I, I, I come to my attention. I was talking. It's like something's wrong. He's going to get kicked out of school. It was first grade. Like, this is not a good start. <laughs> And so he, he, I get, I talked to the teacher, we're like, what is going on there? Said, well, this last thing we were raising money uh, for cancer, and we were doing artwork to sell it, and he was like, "I'm having nothing to do with that," because <laughs> we've taught him where ninety-seven percent of that money goes, and uh, and so he was just a problem child, and and so Kimberly, and my wife holds the office of the Holy Spirit in our house. She says, "Hey, you know what you should do? You should let him." just talk to all the kids in the class, get whatever is off his heart to them so he can kind of get it out and then he'll be okay. And so sure enough, my son stands up, does like a 12 minute new patient orientation like I do at my office in first grade. And, and actually the teacher got like lit up in trouble because almost hundred percent of the kids went home and they said, mommy, I want to be a chiropractor. And the camera's like, what the heck is going on in that school? This is ridiculous right? So I always brag about my son. He was a chiropractor before he knew it. But now fast forward a little bit. So we're in the 80s and all of a sudden now chiropractors are treating symptoms just like everybody else. And what ended up happening is now the schools of chiropractic have now had a Again, it's almost like the yeast of the Pharisees that goes into everything. You have to watch what doctrine you're listening to because it just gets into all your belief systems and it's into the schools. And now all the chiropractors that are graduating are literally like, well, I mean, you don't have back pain. So, I mean, I guess it can't be that bad. And maybe I won't take an x-ray. And now nine out of 10 chiropractors don't even take an x-ray. If you get an adjustment, it looks like this. Crack this way, crack that way, crack this way, crack this way. Make sense? And then you get a little physical therapy and then we may bill your insurance. Let me be very clear. That is not why God created chiropractic. And that's not what your body needs, and it's not what your body was meant for. And if you think I'm passionate about that, it's because the devil gets a win if you don't understand how your body works. Is everybody with me? So let me be clear. I had a lady come in with her daughter who was 20 years old on uh, Tuesday this week. Uh, she has, has migraines. Okay, She has migraines, and they're getting what? Worse until she has a grand mal seizure. Now, she doesn't have back pain. She has a little bit of neck pain, but it's not that big a deal, and it's only there a couple times a month or something like this. So she literally um, comes in. She has a, her first bone right underneath her skull. It's a ring. Her, with her head going like this straight ahead, it's rotated five degrees like this. Her, she looks beautiful. She's 20. She's slender. She has got seems like a good posture. But she has a 7-degree angle this way and an 8-degree angle this way, so it looks almost straight even though inside it looks like a snake. And Then she's got a 7-degree angle this way and an 8-degree angle this way, and her neck, when it should have a curve like this, is completely arced backwards like this, crushing the nerves in her nerve supply. But because she didn't have blistering neck pain or headaches or a numb arm, everybody thinks she's what? And every chiropractor in the world would just take her neck and do what? Crank this way, crank that way. And what she really needs is somebody that understands that God never made junk. And by the way, write this one down. There has never been an emergency meeting of the Holy Trinity. Jesus didn't look at the Holy Spirit and goes, whoa, man, we've totally, totally forgot about this. Oh, we got to figure out something real quick. No, he made her perfect, but through 40 pounds of pressure through birth, and then about a kajillion antibiotics through her uh, lifetime, and then... All the rest, guess what it created? It created a very sick person. So guess what we did? We derotated her atlas exactly for her. In fact, watch this. Do you think any one person has a spine like anybody else in here? You are a fingerprint. Your soul, just like your soul's a fingerprint, so is your body. So he's, we literally undid the spine, uncrooked this, uncrooked that, put a curve back just with like the adjustment because you can't fix it one adjustment. And here's what I heard yesterday. I heard yesterday that she thought it was all a hoax this is this is like this has got to be cultish this is just weird everybody's way too happy there's way too much energy going on that guy looks like he's a squirrel on caffeine running around like this is just weird And then she said, now I sat down and I'm reading the literature on my second visit thinking, this is just, this is even more weird. This is crazy, right? Because this all the results. And she goes, I was not a believer until I got an adjustment. She goes, when I got, this is what she told her mom, when I got an adjustment, I feel like somebody turned the lights on. I feel like somebody turned the lights on. And let me give you another thing. Uh, Chiropractic literally means done by hand. But when Didi Palmer, who was a fish handler and a magnetic healer, Found a bunch of papers on how to move the spine and remove interference from the nerve supply. He actually was really excited about it. This was 1895, and um, he was like, "Man, this, I gotta figure out. I gotta like just somebody or something." And there was a there was a janitor in her in his uh, building, and the janitor was deaf. He just he literally just gone deaf, and so he's like, "Hey, uh, I found some new stuff. You wanna come in? Let me." Uh, you know, I don't know, do something with your spine. Or, uh, can you imagine what this conversation sounds like? I have no idea how I would even talk somebody into that when they didn't even exist at the time. Can you imagine? What's, what's that sound like? Okay. All right. So the guy literally lays down, and, he, and, and, and D.D. Palmer is seeing this literature, and he's like, oh, there's a, there's a twig of a nerve at T4 in your mid-back that goes all the way into the hearing and your ears, and if that's out of alignment, so he, he says, lay down, let's just feel it. And sure enough, there was a bone out of, out of place right there. And he goes, hey, that's pretty crazy. I was just going to feel it, but now that I know it's out of the joint on the left. Uh, you want to just, you know, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but let's figure something out right there. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I don't know what was said. It's not written down. I'm just thinking this is what I would think. So that he literally moves the bone, I mean with his knee, I don't know, with his foot, with his elbow, he moves the bone in this guy's back, and the guy literally gets his hearing back instantly. So the first thing that DD Palmer does, loving Jesus Christ, is he goes directly to his pastor and goes, Pastor, listen, this is the craziest thing happened. This guy laid down in the in the room with us and I felt this bone out of place and I moved it and he could hear again. <laughs> and the pastor goes, Yep. Well, that's the power of God on the inside of you that you release to do the stuff that it's supposed to do. And he said, so Kai, which is the early symbol for Jesus, and Roe being within, means Christ within. And this is why we talk about powers on or bringing the light or above down inside out. And let me tell you something. There is no other way that you heal unless it's a miracle, period. Does everybody make sense? In fact, when you were fearfully and wonderfully made, and can I get somebody an amen? Were you fearfully and wonderfully made? Yes. I'm going to challenge you on that. Because if you were fearfully and wonderfully made, you wouldn't make some of the decisions that you make. But when you were fearfully and wonderfully made, all you were were two cells that came together and then started dividing. Yes or no? Yes? So they started dividing, and the first thing they divide into is this little glob of cells, which is a rudimentary brain. All it was, you, the first thing that was you was a brain. And by the way, it was a human being when two cells started dividing. Amen. Don't get me started on that. Man, I have a whole thing I could preach on that. Mm. I pull the pin on that grenade. So, anyway, the first thing that grows from the brain when you're developing is like a like a little cord, like a tail, comes off that little glob of brain. And then from that tail, you start having little sprouts that come off of that. And all of a sudden, you have arms that grow from a nerve and legs that grow from a nerve and a heart that grows from nerves. And At the end of this thing, when you are born still fearfully and wonderfully made, everything is interconnected by that nerve supply. Everything. Everything has to be controlled. A cut doesn't heal without nerve supply. A tooth, if you ever damage the nerve to a tooth, what happens to it? It dies. We all get this, but when it comes to health through the nervous system that is the master system that God gave you, somehow, some way, we, it's like having a car where the headlights don't work and we don't go check the bulb or the electricity to it. We're like, you know, we need to check the gas on this thing. You know, going to a medical doctor for a blood pressure med and not checking your spine and nervous system alignment is literally like having your car run out of gas and trying to change the battery. It just won't work. It can't ever work. Okay. In fact, let me just, I'm going to read a definition. This started out in the 70s by a sociologist. Let's see if I can find it. This says, over the past half century, the social terrain of health and illness has been transformed. What were once considered normal human events and common human problems, birth, aging, menopause, alcoholism, obesity, depression, are now viewed as medical conditions. This is the actual definition that exists, and you can look it up yourself, called medicalization. Our society has a cage that you are all in right now, and it's called medicalization. And I'm not against medical doctors. Listen, if we were in Jesus' name, we're not going to, but if we were in an auto accident and we're broken and bleeding, where's the last place I want you to take us? My office. Don't go there. Let's go to the hospital. Critical care, perfect, awesome. In fact, working in the emergency room, I had a lot of amazing saves, it was crazy. But no one here should live a life of medicine. You should not live a lifestyle of medicine. You should not live according to medicine. You should not have a mindset of medicine. And the reason for that is not about medicine, it's what happens when you're taught medically. And what it means is you're taught that you are weak, that you are genetically predispositioned to disease, that you are just like a machine and you break down. This is not a machine. I'm not a machine. I'm not a car. This is not a joint like a U-joint in my car. This hip will last all of my life in Jesus' name. I don't need a hip replacement. I don't need a shoulder replacement. I don't need a knee replacement. I just need to work within the confines of the principle that God set up. And when I do that, guess what? It's a miracle. No, it's not a miracle. It's the principle of what he set up, just like gravity. And if you understand that and you can walk with that, then guess what? You'll be an effervescent offering for the Lord where people will be drawn to you. Let me ask you a question. If every single person was off of medications and every single person that walked in the church got off all their medications and you're lean and you're healthy, cancer goes away because of healings, but also because of miracles, what would happen to the parking lot? You'd be knocking buildings down across the street to build a high rise to fill up everything. And let me tell you something. I believe the end time harvest doesn't just come because you're like, well, Jesus come, your Holy Spirit. I think it comes because there's a lost hurting, suffering group of people in the world today that need a Jesus that is a real, right now, I am broke. I need Jesus. I am suffering. I need Jesus. I am hurting. I need Jesus. I want off these drugs. I need Jesus. Group of people who want to be part of something. Do you know why Islam is one of the most radically growing religions in the world? Because it's not something I do on Sunday. It is something that I am a part of. It's a lifestyle change. that the, If you're, if you're a, a devout Islam, it's everything. You're, you're, it's all day long. It's in the morning. I go to CrossFit at 5 a.m. This is not part of the program. At 5 a.m. almost every day. And when I show up, do you know who's there before me? I get there about 4.45, 4.50 in the morning. Do you know who's there before me? Not at the CrossFit gym, but at the Islamic Learning Center, three doors down. Cars are already there, and they fill up the entire parking lot. And some of you guys are like, wow, I don't know. Pastor John was talking about that uh, business prayer set there, but it's a bad time. It's 11 to 1. I'm kind of tired. I'd like to have my lunch break, really, to be honest with you. Right? (laughs) All of a sudden, I'm the guy, you're like, who invited this guy? (laughs) But let's just keep going on the timeline a little bit, and I'm going to finish at the end here. I'm going to do it on time. Oh, eight minutes and forty-one seconds. I can do it. <laughs> so, okay, what is the, What do you think the number one cause of death is in the United States? Give me some, some ideas. Blah blah blah. So somebody said cancer. Somebody said cancer. You'd be right. Heart disease, right? Diabetes in there. Not car, somebody said car accidents. Car accidents is a little bit lower. There's a lot of them though. So, broom. Somebody bring it. On. Going. On. We have a winner. Well, let's just talk about. It. Wait. So cancer kills 558,000 people a year. It's a lot. Raise your hand if you know somebody that's killed by cancer. Okay, drop your hand. Um, Heart disease, 659,000 a year. Raise your hand if you know somebody that died of heart disease. Raise your hand. Come on, just raise it up. Let me show you. Let me see. Come on, I'm doing something here. Good, all right. Now watch this. Medicine, based on a 2004 Journal of American Medical Association article written by 12 medical doctors... Literally printed, proof, journal, read, note, definitive, can't argue it, said that the practice of medicine kills 999,936 people annually. Now raise your hand if you know somebody that was killed by medicine. Yeah, okay, some. But watch this. I think some of you are raising your hand because maybe you think that is now. But generally, before I got all heated and emotional up here, maybe one of you would raise your hand. But by stats, by stats, most of you know somebody killed by medicine but you don't think it was medicine that did it. every with me? Uh, Otis Brawley is the, he is, let me just get to the quote here. Otis Brawley is the chief medical and scientific officer and executive vice president of the American Cancer Society. Is he kind of a big wig medical doctor? Yes, this is what he wrote. He wrote a book called How We Do Harm. And this is what he said. I believe that we should be both ashamed and furious and I, about our healthcare system. Doctors deserve a lot of the blame for this mess. The current course is not sustainable, and healthcare costs will continue to rise until the economy crashes. And then he says, But most doctors won't question the system. They are sleepwalkers, not evildoers. So your doctor is not an evil person. He's not going home going, ha <laughs> ha. No, he's just a sleepwalker. He doesn't know or she doesn't know that the system is set up this way. you got a lot of people. In fact, I go to to churches where I speak, and I have a lot of medical doctors offended. But let me just tell you, I wouldn't have a son, a 17-year-old daughter, or a 9-year-old daughter without a medical doctor and without medication. So I praise God for medical doctors and medicine. But what I hate is that people literally put their faith in this, and it has become a religion. By definition, it is a religion. In fact, 85%, uh, this is what stats now show, and I can show you the research if you want to, but 85% of anything and everything you could get done, swallow, or injected to you by a medical doctor is based not on science, but based on tradition. Got it? Like this week, I found out uh, someone's mother would not come to my office because she doesn't believe in chiropractors, so she wouldn't come in, but she had her second steroid injection in her back, right? Um, which has never been FDA approved. Not that I give much to the FDA about proving anything good or bad, but never been FDA approved for care at all. And yet she goes to this—I uh, won't name the names, the Spine Institute of Texas. But they—but uh, she goes in, <laughs> and um, they do 50 to 70, 50 to 70 spinal injections a day. Right of which don't work. And if you didn't know, you actually inject corticosteroids into that space. You literally cause the bone to break down and you speed up degenerative arthritis, which is the cause of what's going on anyway. You get that? It is a fallacy. But let me go back a little further on this. What happened back in the 80s did something really crazy. Back in the 80s, this is, I mean, some of you guys don't even remember this because you weren't born yet, but 81, 82, 83, they did something really weird. You would be watching TV, and all of a sudden, the um, Dawn soap commercial or the uh, whatever commercial became a different kind of commercial. What was it? Say it pharmaceutical drugs. So, for the first time in the early 80s, they legalized direct to consumer uh, marketing from pharmaceutical companies. And all, listen to me, listen, this is important, guys, listen to me. What happened was they started indoctrinating you into thinking. If my son or daughter, my newborn baby has a fever, I have to give them something, right? If they have a cough, I give them the syrup. If they have an infection, listen, if you have an infection, you have to take an antibiotic, right? Some of you guys have one little swab in the back of your throat and they find strep. And you're like, that's strep throat. Like, I didn't have a choice. I had to take the, the antibiotic. Do you know that 40% of you guys have strep living in your throat all the time, no matter what? You could, I could swab it right now without a sore throat or a cough and you're going to have it anyway. And yet they still talk you into doing the antibiotic. This is ridiculous stuff, okay? But here's the thing. You take that in the early 80s and start indoctrinating people into a new belief system, right? And by the way, you're already indoctrinated whether you know it or not. And then in 1986, they got rid of all the vaccine liability laws so now there's no liability for that product. And listen, I'm not going to open that Pandora's box, whether I'm for or against it, because as soon as I open that up, I actually, I actually adjusted a baby on a video that got almost 400,000 views. And all I was doing was just doing a little bit of adjustment and going, yeah, they don't have to have you know, sickness or disease or anything else. And literally had people calling for my death. That's not a joke. And so if you ever want to have a fight about anything, go on social media and go, I don't believe in vaccines. And guess what? You'll have all that you want. <laughs> Leave it there. Just go on. But in 1986, they passed that law. And by 1989, they had lobbied so hard in Washington and state to state that the amount of required vaccines for children had quadrupled by 1989. Now, watch this. I'm not even saying for or against. I'm just saying that's what happened. And so you take that. Now you've taken all these kids. Now, what? before 1982, 83, what did parents do who had kids who had fevers and coughs and all the rest? You did what your grandma did. You let a fever run its course. You let a cough run its course. You maybe, whatever, give them some whiskey. Ah, it's weird stuff. I don't know. But whatever. <laughs> you did what grandma did. And if you're Greek, you use Windex or whatever. So you did what, but you were educated by real science, real medicine, right? So now watch, now you give all these medications to these kids. You give all these vaccines to these kids. Now watch, this is a real report. This just came out April 24th this year. So this is just like three or four weeks ago, right? Uh, three weeks ago. What are April 24th, do the math. So they came out, Blue Cross Blue Shields, set, they actually came out with a study of 55 million files of people age. 18. Uh, from born 1986 to 1997, they called that was the millennials. And millennials are different for who you ask, but they said it was millennials born 1986 to 1997. They said that the health index, which is your rate of health and how healthy you are and longevity, and all the rest. That the health index for a millennial. These are the kids that were born around the same time that there was a a full court press indoctrination of medicine. That these kids once they hit 27. There's a 45 degree downcline of health index, which means they have a double digit 10, 15, 20% increase in 80% of all chronic degenerative illness. In fact, the reason that the whole world stopped when that came out is because if you had a 1% increase in any disease in any group, everybody's insurance goes through the roof if it's 1%. And you have millennials who go like this and have a 20% increase in degenerative diseases, cancers and arthritis and heart disease, and a life expectancy that doesn't really go past 60-64. But here's the thing. They asked them if they thought that they were healthy. And guess what? 83% of them said that they had good or excellent health because their medical doctor was giving them advice and they were taking it. You get that? That is being lied to. You are lied to. You are an absolute gift from God and your body is a miracle and when you work with it, it works awesome. Let me give you an idea. Your heart, your heart, listen to me, people don't even think about the heart, but your heart beats on average, if you're the average person, 100,000 times in one day. And you're not even tired. Some of you guys started out tired, sorry. Watch this. It actually pumps 2,000 gallons of blood a day. Do you know what actually puts so much work in the course of one day that it could lift a 747 uh, airplane? Your heart, in your chest right now, that little bitty thing, guess how often it gets a chance to take a break? Well, to live is Christ, to die is gain. When you, when you die, basically. Got it? That's just your heart. What about your immune system? What, what, about, what about your skin? I can just go on about your skin. Isn't that crazy? Your skin is crazy, right? Some of you guys got goosebumps when we were, I did, when we were singing. And all the, there's a hundred things that happen when you get goosebumps that just do all these different weird, crazy things. Like your body is absolutely crazy amazing. But if you listen to what the system says, I'm not talking about your medical doctor as an evil person, but the system, get this, uh, back in, I'm 48 seconds over. So let me just finish with this. This is a book called Overdiagnosed. This is crazy. They actually keep changing the numbers on what your doctor says your test results should be. And of course, every time they change their numbers, do they base it on science or they base it on science that's bought and paid for? Bought and paid for, and so your cholesterol has to be under 200, which by the way, if your cholesterol is under 240, you're more likely to die of a heart attack, not less. And if you take a statin drug, every point that it goes down increases your likelihood of a heart attack by 3%. So if you came to my office, the first thing we would do if your total cholesterol was under 240 is do what? Jack it up, Well, it's blasphemy. Yeah, it is blasphemy to that religion. Come on, somebody. So, anyway, let me finish with this. I get so ramped up. I, I get ramped up. You know why? Because you're living below your potential and it feels criminal to me. You do not, you're not getting what God gave you. And he, you know what? My father gets a bad name because of it, and that's bullcrap. Sorry, I'm not sure I'm supposed to say that right here. <laughs> Remember that one time that I spoke at Storehouse? So here's the thing. Your nerve supply is the most important thing that you own. Got it? And Romans 12. Where's Romans 12? Put that up for me. Romans 12 says, And do, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the what? Amen. Of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You cannot be changed unless you get that. In fact, put 1 Corinthians uh, 16 up. That's a crazy one. Now, this is going to rub you the wrong way, okay? You guys ready for that one? I'm going good. <laughs> it says, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? First of all, we're, we're Americans. We're red-blooded Americans. Got it? Whether you have your MAGA hat or not. You're a red-blooded American, and what's that mean? That means, you know what? I am free. I don't have to do it. I am a free person. The problem with it is, Christianity and freedom really don't go hand in hand. You are bought and paid for, and you are a slave to Christ. And if he says go left, guess which way you should go? The problem with it is so many people have become lukewarm because you're sick and you're tired and you're over-medicated and you're not living life. You know what? The fastest way to get to freedom spiritually is get there health-wise. And the devil doesn't want people free. And so how do you get there? So here we go. So here's the whole talk in 65 seconds. So the nervous system is the most important thing that you own. Okay? You need to know what it looks like. You need to know if it's healthy. And the majority of people, because of a system not allowing you to know what that is, have no idea how you're going to get there. But you need to get your spine, which is the house it lives in, checked to see if there's interference with it, right? And again, say what you want about chiropractic and chiropractors, but I think the worst thing that happened to chiropractic was when we got accepted as real doctors and chiropractors conformed because God saw a problem. He formed chiropractic. The devil who's the father of lies misinformed. Chiropractors conformed and so did the society. And what God gave me as a purpose in life is to reform, recollect, and get people back on board with the way he created them again. And you have to start with checking that nerve system first. If you've never done that, find a place that'll do it. Uh, But here's the two. If you're taking notes, write two things down. You have to find somebody that, number one, treats subluxation. S-U-B-L-U-X-A-T-I-O-N, subluxation. That is a movement of the spine that chokes off the power God gave you to run everything and balance everything, okay? If you talk to a chiropractic office, they don't know what that word is, go to the next one. Next one is you need to have re-x-rays. Again, 9 out of 10 chiropractors don't even take x-rays anymore. You need to take x-rays that are functional, right? Not laying down, not like your medical doctors, not looking for pathologies, fractures, although you look for that too, but for the alignment, got it? And then you need to ask them, do they take re-x-rays? If they don't then they're not seeing something change i don't know anybody that wanted to be healthy for two weeks put time and energy in you want to actually get some results can i get a man on, a man on that so how do you do that just go find somebody doing that and they're out there got it and i didn't come here to make sure everybody came patient in my office i want to give you a word of encouragement inspiration to do something different by stats right now 40 percent of you are hurting and suffering, and 52% of people in this room right now are on two or more drugs. We take 25 million pills an hour in the United States, and that's not what God intended. So I'm going to pray over you right now that literally something is broken today that is keeping you from the greatest health and the greatest miracle of your entire life. Can we do that? All right, so Father, we just love you and praise you. I thank you for the opportunity to come and bring what you put inside of me as a vehicle to run the race you've given me to inspire and encourage those people out of a cage they didn't know that they were in, which is of the mind and of thinking and indoctrination that makes you weak, that makes you the bad guy, and it makes you a person that doesn't answer prayers. So, Father, I ask that you would renew the minds of every single person sitting here and as they take great, as, you, as they take small steps towards you, that you take great God-sized steps to them in their health, their physicality, that you reverse their diseases, that you get them off of their meds, that their children are born in a world that they can be raised without medications and crazy chemicals and absolute insanity, Father, of trying to do the same thing over and over again, getting the same results. So Father, I just ask that you have an, you have an absolute moment for every single person in this office or this uh, church, uh, that you literally would just raise everybody up. It's kind of the office, So, Father, thank you for making that this today. So, in the Holy Spirit. So, Father, I just ask that you bless every single person here. As we leave today, that we're different. That there was a moment, and that there was a prophetic moment that changes the hearts and minds back towards you when it comes to our bodies and our health. We pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.